0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network.
1: Hey, Melissa. Hey, Elisa. It's time for episode 404, Geekiest Show Ever, talking about the Apple event. Like everybody
0: else in there. Yeah. Yeah. An uncle.
1: (laughs) But before we begin, let's go over a little bit of feedback that we got for episode
0: 402. I love this feedback. This is such an awesome question.
1: This episode was when you were talking about scammers. And Mm -hmm. the question is from Clive Hammett. And he says, uh, Akiki Show ever, great show. Especially love the section about scammers. Question though. I thought if you changed your Apple ID that you'd lose access to previous purchases. Has that changed? Do you still
0: need to keep access to the old one? Melissa? Fantastic question. Hey Clive thanks for asking this question and I, I want to try to be as brief as I can because we're gonna be doing reaction stuff but I love this question so much that I do want to dive deeper into it in another episode um, so I just need some time to kind of gather my thoughts about that a little bit more and maybe some screenshots and stuff because oh my god is iCloud and Apple ID can get really complicated if you let it it's just it's just complicated by nature um, so to address your question you um, Yes, you're correct. If you change your Apple ID, you will lose access to previous purchases. For example, if you just, and I've seen this happen too many times that I I care to know, Uh, if you have forgotten your password, and there was just no recovering it, like you couldn't recover it with a secret question and answer or your birth date or, you know, something Something really, really went terribly wrong. And you just could not recover that Apple ID. If it was completely lost, and you had to get a whole another ID where you have to go on the page and sign up, then yes, you would lose access to your previous purchases. So that has not changed. Um, if you Needed to get a new Apple ID for some other reason, like say you wanted to have a second one. In the case of my husband and I, and I've, I've talked about this in the past too. We do this like his, hers, and ours kind of a thing. Where originally, back in the day, back in my day, when we had to ha- when we had to share an Apple ID, that's what we did originally when we first started getting iPhones. You know, I signed up for I signed up first, and then when I knew, so I had I had an Apple ID. I wasn't really using it much because then when when I turned around and gave my first hand-me-down to my husband, and he had an, an iPhone, then we both had iPhones, um, you know, we're young family with little kids, you know, strapping the finances, so in order to cut costs, we created an Apple ID that we both shared. We have a shared email address. So that's what we used. We used our shared email address to sign up for an Apple ID. And then that was the Apple ID that we used for making purchases. Later on, that became the Apple ID that, and I've talked about this too, is that's the Apple ID that we do have separately, that uh, it is only used for sharing our contacts. So you know how you can put in another Apple ID, you can enter another you can sign in with another Apple ID on your devices, and you can use that just for contacts. There's little toggles that you can turn on and off for the different services. So we only have contacts toggled on for that. So that's what we did when, when you say, you know, do you still need to keep access to the old one? Yes, so I, we kept access to that old Apple ID just for the purposes of sharing purchases, whether it was music, apps, any kind of media, any of the content that you can purchase through Apple is all tied to that one singular Apple ID. And then um, something happened, and I think I changed it. I mean, I've just been through the gamut of all kinds of things, doing things with my Apple ID. I'm just a hot mess when mm-hmm. it comes to an Apple ID. It works. I, I, It somehow works. But, you know, I tinker. And so I'm like, well, what happens if I do this? And so uh, so I ended up changing that Apple ID. And so anyway, now the point is, is that that has been relegated to only – we don't use it for purchasing – It's only used for contacts because then Apple finally, finally, they listen to their mother like I've been asking them to, Uh, they they set up family sharing. And so we didn't have to share, we didn't have to use that one shared Apple ID for our purchases. Now we were free to use, he could use his Apple ID for all his stuff and I could use my Apple ID for all my stuff. We didn't have to have that Apple ID uh, signed in for the App Store because back in the day, you could sign in a separate Apple ID just for the App Store and they don't let you do that anymore. You have to be signed in to your Apple ID as, you know, for your main, like mothership count account for everything, you can have a second Apple ID. Now, someday they might do away with that. I don't know. I hope not because that would totally screw over our contact sharing unless they give us contact sharing with our primary Apple ID. Anyway, try not to ramble, but it's kind of difficult. Like I said, it's complicated. (laughs) Uh, So now with family sharing, you don't have to hang on to that Apple ID so much because you can share purchases with uh, another family member, I guess. I mean, in theory... I guess what you could do is if you still had the the password to that that Apple ID that you wanted to change like maybe maybe it got compromised and it was a, you know you're a victim of a scam like in this in this example that we were talking about and maybe you want to just completely disable the the mail for that and the only thing that you want to use it for is purchases I mean that can get kind of messy Um, But you could still use that as a secondary Apple ID. You just don't know that you could use it for purchases anymore. So, yes, you would lose that if you were to change, completely sign up for a whole new account. Now, that being said, all of that being said, what happened in the scenario that I described in the previous episode where I was talking about the couple who got scammed, uh, what I did, to, and and they are a couple who is sharing one Apple ID, that has pros and cons, and I'll, I'll get into that next time. But in the case of that, there was one Apple ID, uh, just as a precaution, you know, I don't have any evidence that their Apple ID was hacked in any way, shape or form, but, you know, they couldn't remember all of the details. and just, So just as a precautionary measure, uh, I went in and I changed their user IDs for everything that, you know, could have gotten somehow compromised, just trying to get ahead of the game there, just out of an abundance of caution. What I had done was I logged in with them uh, to their Apple ID page where you can go to manage your Apple ID. It's appleid.apple.com, and that's where you can sign in. When you sign in there, you can go... Let me just get signed in with my fingerprint, and because it timed out on me, because it wants to keep us secure. You will go to the sign-in and security page, And there are little individual cards. And the first card you're going to click on is Apple ID. And when you click on that, it'll bring you to a page that says, uh, you know, explains what your Apple ID is, that it's used to access all Apple products and services. And then it says, change your Apple ID, new Apple ID. And the instructions are, enter a new email address to use as your Apple ID. A verification code will be sent to this address. So what I put in here in this field they had been using their ISP email address. So, you know, Cox, Comcast, Spectrum, you know, like it was their email address at their ISP, which I have been trying to get my clients like off of using and and onto a more dedicated because they're just rife with problems when you use an ISP's email service. Uh, So I thought, you know what, now's the time we've been meaning to do this. Let's just go ahead and do this. I, I changed their Apple ID from their ISP address to their iCloud address, and the reason I could do that is because I did a while ago set them up to be able to use as a as a fallback in case because they were using ISP email, which is horrible. Um, if there was ever a time where they weren't going to be able to get their email, I wanted them to have a backup, and then you know they were paying for iCloud anyway, so their email wasn't going to take up as much space, and so you know that worked out. So I used their iCloud address here, so they already had. Their Apple ID because they initiated it on their phone and set up iCloud email service, because you can't do this unless you have been generated an Apple ID alias so that you can use blah 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 at iCloud.com, right? That's what I changed their Apple ID to. So now it makes more sense. And I'm starting to do this with more and more people because they're they always get so confused. They're like, but it's my Gmail address. Aren't I logging into Google? No you're logging into your Apple account with your Gmail address. But that, you know, I just get like crickets when whenever that happens. And, and it's understandable. It's confusing. It doesn't make sense. So when I change it to blah, blah, blah at iCloud.com, at iCloud.com, then it all of a sudden makes more sense. So now they understand when they're presented with any of those pop-up uh, mes- messages saying about logging in, it now says blah, blah, blah at iCloud.com. And then they don't get as confused thinking that, oh, well, what's the password? Because so many times they've entered their Google password mm-hmm. in that Apple. You know what I'm talking about, Alisa? <laughs> like, Yeah, I heard you laugh. Like you've seen yeah. that, right? You can picture that happening where it comes up and it says, you know, log into your Apple ID. You need your password for your Apple ID, but it says your Gmail address. And so, so many times they've just circled the drain because they keep entering the password to their Google ID. So I hope that that makes a little bit more sense. And so you know that, yes, uh, if you, let's see, how would I word this? When I say I've changed their Apple ID, as in so much as the, the verbiage that shows on the website where it says, change your Apple ID, I changed it from one email address to their iCloud email address, but I didn't actually create a whole new ID, if that makes sense. I changed what the email address is for the Apple ID, but I didn't create a whole new ID for them. So that's why they didn't lose any access to any of their subscriptions and their purchases and, their, and any of their media or any apps or anything like that. So no, in this case, changing the Apple ID did not make the client lose any of their Apple services. So I hope that that makes sense. Um, like I said, I'll delve, deeper, I'll delve deeper into it. Please, if you have any more questions, if anybody has more questions about that, this is a discussion that I'd love to have. Um, I might not have all the answers 100%, but like I said, I've, I tinker and I've been through lots of Apple ID changes personally and with, with clients. So I've, I've tested some of these things. I've seen what works, what fails. So if you have more questions about this, I'm um, all ears and eyes.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll share our contact information at the end of the episode.
0: Little teaser there. Yeah, it's not super <laughs> super obvious is it how to get a hold of us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So yesterday, as we were recording this, yesterday we had the Apple event. What was your favorite part, Melissa, as if I don't already know?
0: (laughs) I love the Mother Nature portion. Oh, that was my favorite. I I have now watched that several times over because I just thought it was very well acted. The whole time I was thinking wow, they must have had like, you know, Apple TV plus executives and they're like coaching them on acting because it was acted really well. Didn't you think? I think you enjoyed it, right? Well, when they Yeah, I thought it was good. When they first were saying they were expecting a special guest. I know. I was like, I
1: figured, okay, it's not going to be Robert De Niro or, you know, as Robert De Niro or Bruno Mars or Chris Martin or anything like that. I figured it's going to be Miss Piggy. Yeah, yeah. You know, something, <laughs> something like that. One. <laughs> one of the Muppets. And then when Mother Nature came in, like, whoa. Yeah.
0: And it was, uh, they couldn't have picked a more perfect actress for this role. Octavia Spencer just nailed it. I loved it. I loved it. I was like, when I, as soon as I, I saw her walk, I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> yeah.
1: The only negative I have to say about it, and it's not about her or her performance. I think they spent too much time talking about the environment and their carbon footprint. I know it's important. I know people are people care about it, but I don't know if people need to know 20 minutes or 30 minutes, however long they spent on it. It I just thought it was a lot.
0: On one hand, I can see it's a, it's a little virtue signaling, in a way, it's a little like, oh, really? Come on. But but I, I personally enjoyed it. I get where you're coming from, and I don't disagree, but I, I, I will say I enjoyed it. It's important to me personally. I do like knowing about that stuff. There are definitely some, there's a little bit of some gotchas in there where, you know, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I was happy to see that they, if they're going to talk about the environment, they're going to talk about this stuff. And then I love the joke where they said that they were going to, they were going to stop using leather in their cases and products. And she was like, what about you, Bruno? You're going to, they're going to cancel your, (laughs) she said, and I, I mean, it was just perfect. Like the leather jacket just kind of like squeaked and yeah. That was such a nice touch. And I, but I was like, okay, all right. You know, at first I was, you know, skeptical. I was like, mm, yeah, I've seen some of the other stuff about, you know, green tech and I mean, it's always on my mind. I I'm, I'm still I'm uh what would I say? I'm I'm an optimist skeptic. I'm optimistically skeptical about uh, greening cautiously optimistic. Cauti- yeah, there you go. Cautiously optimistic. I'm still a little skeptical and maybe a little uh, cynical, if you will, too. Um, because I'll look at them like, okay, you know, I'm glad that they're addressing it, they're bringing awareness to it. Uh, I still think that there are some things that you know could be done better. And the whole offsetting thing—that's that's what I find off-putting—is the offsetting. It's like, oh, well, we planted forests you know so so we you know that gives us permission to go and like pollute and like do all these other things because we planted forests like I get it you know there's there's definitely some validity to that but some people will look at that and say well it's kind of like you know uh, confessing your sins and then going and turning right out again and just like you know going back right into it again so so I eh, I feel a little bit a little bit conflicted about that I will say I'm not you know me, I'm not an Apple apologist. I'm I'm very critical of Apple. I won't even say that I'm a total fangirl. Yes, I mean, I do. I love the products. And I, you know, built and, you know, baked a whole uh, small business around it. It butters my bread. It surely does. But I'm the first one will be inc- entirely critical of it, too. I'm not just going to apologize and say, Oh, they're so wonderful. And they do everything so perfectly. And you get a pass and you get a pass and you get a pass. Um, but yeah, I just I I love that segment for what it was. I I loved how her character was like raising an eyebrow, like really, mm-hmm. you know. It just it it brought cause it, it 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 made you pause and like okay, come on, take them to task. You know, let's let's really. Yeah,
1: she just didn't want to mm-hmm. take it at face value. She wanted yeah. proof that they are doing what they say they
0: are doing. And I think she she at the same time. She was representing Mother Earth. I think she was also representing, at least for me, she was also representing the consumer that that is critical of Apple that says, uh, really? OK, we'll see you next year. <laughs> you know, so I yeah, I just really enjoyed that. I went through and I, I took some screen grabs that I'm considering for episode artwork as we speak. <laughs> I had to get the stare down. You know who I love, though, uh, was the materials girl. That's what I'm calling her. The materials girl. <laughs> Like if you were to look at all the different characters, the one that like she found the plant that was wilting and she like, oh, what am I going to do? Like that would be me. Yeah, that would be me. Yeah. Like as, as she was like running, you know, running to the meeting. I'm like, I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Like running and trying to like hoof it. And like oh, I got to get there. Got to get there. And, oh, there's you know somebody who who did not take the the dead plant out. Come on, seriously, people. So yeah, when she stuffed the little leaves in her pocket, I thought that was really cool. And then I really liked at the end where the where the you know the magic of. Movie magic and the 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 plant started to green up again. That was really cute. It just had a lot of nice little, a lot of nice little touches, a lot of nice little details. Creative. It was definitely Apple using their creativity. Yes, there was even a. a you know I love Easter eggs. You know I love the Easter eggs. I always like to go back through and look for you know to see where there were any. In fact, I'll start with. Uh, do you remember in the times past where whenever the Apple event when it was published on the website, you could go and tap on you know, from an iPad or an iPhone, you could tap on the Apple logo and you'd see the AR feature. It was always like hidden. But, you know, if you knew, you knew. And this year, I did read an article, uh, I want to say it was Mac Rumors, maybe that said that this year, they didn't do that. Instead, it was just a an animating looping GIF where the particles were being swept away by the wind. And so there wasn't necessarily like a really cool... Easter egg on the website. I mean, it was a beautifully designed logo. And so there's that. Um, but the one Easter egg that I will point out that I found, I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, during there was a part where they were talking about, I want to say they were talking about um, finding your friends using that new AirTag. It's not new, but I mean, it's the same AirTag interface. Do you have any, you have AirTags, don't you? No, I don't. Oh, okay. I well, have wait. no use for them. When you use an AirTag, I have them because I have kids and <laughs> a dog, and I have, you know, I, ADHD, and I, you know, lose things. Uh, so when you have an AirTag, when you're looking for your device, it shows up that same interface that they featured in the Apple event, where when you're trying to locate a friend, and I have actually used it, you know, in the in the Find My sense, you know, when when we were at Macstock a long time ago, I think it was Don McAllister I was meeting up with, and we were using Find My. To locate each other. And it was just about seeing the little blue dots getting closer and closer and closer together. But now they've kind of taken that a step further. And instead of just watching each other's little blue dots getting closer together so that you know you're at the same spot, uh, it's the green arrow that points with the little dots that looks the same as the... So finding your friends now is going to be as easy as finding an air tag. <laughs> so that'll, that'll be fun. But anyway, that's where they were talking about that feature where they were showcasing it as they were either they were panning away from it or they were going into it there was this one scene where they zoomed out on a they were at a market at like an outdoor market somewhere and there's this crate this wooden crate and it says marimba ranch and it's got sunflowers and apples on it and as they were zooming out they were playing the little marimba uh ringtone and i was like oh that's a nice (laughs) touch." so i picked up on i i'm just i'm nerdy like that i I like seeing those kinds of things. See,
1: I didn't pick up on too many things like that, because I have to be honest, I was completely underwhelmed with the entire event. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> no, usually I'll see something and go, Ooh, oh, I really like that feature. Oh, I really like that. There was nothing that made me say, okay, I'm standing online, I'm getting this phone, I'm getting this watch. It was like, you know, <laughs> well, you're not okay. really ready to
0: replace anything. Like you're not what? really in a replacement cycle. Well, you? I just bought my phone last November.
1: Yeah. And my watch, I've actually had since May of 22. I didn't realize I've had it that long. Mm. But no, not getting anything right away.
0: Yeah. I might wear on you later, but for right now, it's... See, whereas I'm like, my my phone is long in the tooth. And it, it's only because of the hand-me-down. I, and I, what I shared with you guys the other day when I was watching, I was like, you know, I really regret not doing it every two years. This is the second time now, not consecutively, but it's the second time where I've waited longer, because I just wanted to try to push it and see how long I could push it. But in my experience since doing this since I don't know what, t- 2010 or something like that, whenever the 3GS came out is how long I've been iPhoning. Uh, it's always just seems like two years is like the ripe, I think it's the ripe amount. Um, if I were just by myself, I would probably wait much longer but because i have a whole family and there's a family of 4 of us for right now i mean that'll change as our needs change as like you know as our kids get older and they can get their own darn job and pay for their own darn phone then things will change in fact i'm actually tempted to maybe not upgrade the oldest i'm not sure yet well we'll see uh depends on how nice they are to me uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> don't disappoint your mother is what the the rule of thumb is here <laughs> so uh yeah it's because of the hand-me-down value that I have to think about upgrading sooner rather than later. And this this time around, yeah, I waited a little bit too long. I should have gone with an iPhone 14. But like you, back when it was the iPhone 14, I was underwhelmed. I was like, uh, it's just another iPhone 13 again. That's what I bought, face. a 13. I didn't even yeah. buy a 14. I bought a 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was underwhelmed back then. And now around, it's not that I'm like oh my god, this is the greatest innovation ever. It, it's not. It really isn't. Let's be honest here. It's, it's just packaged a little differently. There's really not a whole lot that's different. In fact, I noticed that as they were describing things, as they were describing features, several times I heard them say, and blah, blah, blah is getting better. And blah, blah, blah is getting better. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's getting better. That's, that's true. That's very accurate. It's not, it's not earth shattering. It's not innovative. It's getting better. But that's okay. Yeah, that's that's okay. okay. And I wish they
1: would do that with the OSs. I have said for years, I mean, I remember being on podcasts 15 years ago and saying, (laughs) rather than having a new Mac OS every single September, October, how about we make the current one as good as they can make it? Yeah, And then we put out something new. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that. It's got to be something new. Then all of a sudden, Jason Snell said the same thing I said. Mm-hmm. And then it was, oh, yeah, yeah, what he said. Which, <laughs> I got to say, pissed me off a big time, however. <laughs> but let's just put that aside. Yeah. Why does we're everything have to be brand – like you had, what was it, Leopard and Snow Leopard. Yeah. Snow Leopard just made Leopard a little bit better. And oh, what were it's the a, other
0: two? It's a fresh coat of paint. What were the – What there was another – I
1: can't remember. There was something else that was more recent that was – it wasn't the same name like Leopard, Snow right. Leopard. But it was basically the following year was just an improvement of the previous year. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't all new, all new features. Right. I can't remember which, which two it was.
0: Yeah, I know but, what you're talking about. though. But My that's brain is okay.
1: That's okay to right. say, if this
0: is good, okay, we, we improved notes.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's make
0: notes even or here's, better. Or here's a new feature that we've been working on. This right. is one new feature that's finally totally baked and ready to come out of the oven and ready for you to have it and exactly. enjoy it. You know, but there were three there's things we not all we these other 10 other features yeah. that are like there half baked.
1: three things that we wanted to do to improve notes. Mm-hmm. In the year one, we did the first two. And mm-hmm. now a year later, we've got the third one working the way we want it to.
0: Mm-hmm. So now I, I you mean, have software, all three uh, features of notes. That. App developers do that all the time, you know, look, yeah. at, look at the iterations of 1Password, you know, for the longest time, they just kind of eked along with like little point upgrades until there was finally, after years of development, a whole single digit upgrade, you know, and then you were expected to pay more. So, you know, that kind of makes sense. It could be that, I don't know, Maybe, maybe that's why they don't charge for the operating system anymore, because they just release it yearly and it's just on a cycle and that's just how they keep track of their changes, but you know, all in all, I mean, let's face it. We're not kidding anybody. It's totally marketing. It's all, it's all for advertising. I I see right through that.
1: And there's a lot of people out there who expect every single year, they want their upgrades. They don't want it to be fine tuning what they already have. They want new and I'm not discounting them, but does it really have to be all brand new? Can't we just improve on what we've got? I think people with a few would probably new get features.
0: I think you just can't do that because like I said, marketing, if, if you did that, like I agree with you. I'm just saying that I don't think it would be um, practical for their marketing sense and for their bottom line and their their profit margins to do it that way. I think that they have to do it on a yearly cycle because that's what generates interest and that's what generates the cult following. And that's why, why we make these podcasts. I mean, mm. come on. <laughs> it's just that's just what it is. But we can at least celebrate the the new features that there are. And like I said, I mean, it, it was you know, as far as hardware goes, there wasn't there wasn't like that much that was earth shattering. I mean, the ti- they added titanium, a new um, a new uh, element, or what do you want to call it, a new what it's made of, (laughs) the casing and everything. Um, So that's, that's new, but you know, I have to laugh. Like when I think of the titanium case, which I mean, I'm torn, I'm I'm leaning towards getting a pro this time around just because I do want some of those, those features. Um, But when I think of titanium, I kind of giggle. I'm like, yeah, I have this this titanium apple card. (laughs) And every time my husband and I have to use the physical card, we're just like, this is ridiculous. It's heavy. (laughs) Why do we need? And we have to carry it around because there are still the the future isn't here yet. And we still have to use the physical card. And it's just like, it's kind of a, it's one of those things where it's like a status symbol, but I just kind of like, like, oh, barf, please. (laughs) I don't need a status symbol. I just, I'm not that type of person. I'm never one to like wear flashy clothes. I mean, yes, I love my Apple kit and i love my you know i love that there's an apple logo on it but i'm not personally saying like oh i bought this because it was expensive and i want you to know how much money i spent on something no i bought this because i value quality and i value longevity and i like the fact that i can spend a little bit more money and i'll have my mac four times as long as you'll have your PC that you paid a fraction of the price for. Because and you we what you use it. That's the and other use thing. It. Yes, I That's use the it. other
1: thing. I mean, it would be a waste of money to spend $400 plus on an Apple Watch if all you're going to do is Use it to tell time, and
0: I see it all the time. I get see it, it all. Get the time. a fifty dollar Timex if that's all you're going to do is use it to yeah. tell time. Get a fifty dollar Timex. I personally know people who only have an Apple Watch because, and, and they only use it to tell time. They don't have any idea that you can make changes to it, or that it does all these other awesome things, or that you can use it as an executive functioning tool. They don't care. They don't need it. It's just a status symbol to them. Same thing with the phone. I know people who have the Pro Max. And they will never use a fraction of what that phone can do. The only reason they have it is because it's bigger. I know people who have purchased cars and they've purchased SUVs and they'll never use the the fuel economy. They'll never use the storage. I mean, it's kind of a waste of, of a car. But the only reason they purchase it is because it's bigger and taller. And that's it. So people have their reasoning for doing stuff. I don't agree with it. I can't but. tell you how many
1: times I've gone to pay for something with my watch. The cashier is also wearing an Apple Watch and they go, what did you just do? I said, I uh-huh. used Apple Pay. <laughs> really? On your watch? I'm like, don't you? I said, you have an Apple Watch? Well, I didn't know I could do it on my watch. I said, well, you set it up on your phone to be able to use it on your watch. <gasps> oh, I have to look into that. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, we're like, how big is the rock you live under? <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I have to step back and
1: think, my husband wouldn't know that. I mean, I should say, yeah. he knows because he sees me do it. Yeah. But right. normally, he wouldn't know that.
0: And and people, and I don't want to, I, I hate to sound like, a, I don't want to sound like an ass and like try to make fun of people. I'm, I'm not. I, okay, maybe I'm just a little bit. But... <laughs> It's only because I can and because I've been made fun of for far worse things and so, you know, eat it. Uh <laughs> but yeah, my, my husband is a little bit shy when it comes to that stuff. He'll 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 have a question about something and he gets kinda of frustrated and he's like, I'm just gonna wait until you get home. I'm like, Really? Come on. He's like you can do this. Like you're a physicist for crying out loud and he hates that. He's like, I know I'm smart, but come on, I you know, don't don't use that against me and I do. Um but I'm like, Okay, it's fine, you know, I don't mind helping him. I just it, it, they just don't have the interest in it. They, their brain goes elsewhere, and they have other interests that we don't have, and that's fine. Right. Yeah. They just don't enjoy it. It's it's a it's such a a tool. It's a means to, to an end. That's it is it. totally. It's a, totally a means it. to an end. Right, and so that's why they don't get excited about
1: features where we and dissect like and slice and I dice. And...
0: I know, like we were, we were playing around with the what do you want to call it the the hand gestures. <laughs> no, yeah, we, weren't, we weren't flipping each other off, but we we were <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> now, why can't that be one of the gestures? Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> oh, if I would love that in Extend your my middle car. finger. <laughs>
1: I would love that in my car for the person tailgating just like hit a button and a, I've always for oh. decades I've thought about wouldn't it be awesome to have oh. like a little like a little flag in the back of your car that you can just hit a button you know like the finger or you could do Oops, sorry. Like if you cut them off and you didn't mean to. Right. Yeah. You know, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, he
0: knows. like the little uh, the little tap backs. That's what I need. A tap back for my for the ass of my car. I need a tap back. <laughs> yeah. I so could have used that this morning. I so could have used that this morning. People do not I don't know what's happening here in Tucson. I don't know if it happens out there where you are, but man, it's like first it was stop signs are optional. Now red lights are optional. Did you know this? Did you know this? Did you know that they changed the driving rules on us that you you don't have to stop at a red light, evidently? You just can like go stop right through. Stop
1: signs are yeah. optional. Yield signs are optional. Four-way <laughs> stops. Oh, my God. When we're at a four-way stop, one of two things happens. Either everyone but us goes right through it or
0: nobody moves. Yes. Yeah. And are you like me? Like, do you hear George Carlin screaming? Like, no, you go. No. That's what I do. <laughs>
1: Tom's, Every driving. Single time. Tom's
0: driving and we'll pull up and I'll go, now you, now no, you, no you. <laughs> now you, now us. Every single time that happens with Nate and I, we're always reciting George Carlin's, no, you go. Yeah, but this morning, this morning, I actually got honked at because I stopped at a red light before turning right. I got freaking honked at. Oh my God. I seriously so badly, like in my mind, I was like, I just wanted to stop the car, get out and say, seriously? Did you just honk at me for not going through a red light when I was turning right? Seriously, I just—I would love a tap back for that. Yeah, meanwhile, More a like cop a punch is hiding out. in the bushes. I yeah, and that's exactly why I stopped because well, you're I, supposed to I anyway. was an asshole once and I didn't, and I, <laughs> I got told about it. So yeah, I am we stopping. Have right,
1: we have right on red here, but you're supposed to come to a full stop. I'm supposed to come look, to a full stop. Then mm-hmm. make your right on red. Yep,
0: yep. I feel you. I feel you. Oh, this has become the get-off-my-lawn edition, but... (laughs)
1: It's it's necessary. One one thing I did like about the iPhone 15 is now it's USB-C.
0: Yes, me too. Yay. So we
1: can slowly start tossing our lightning cables. I
0: feel like I'm the opposite, though. I know so many people complain about, oh, my God, they're going to make us buy another adapter. They're going to, it's another dongle gate. They're going to make us buy, oh, I hate that. Like, yeah, I hear you. But you know what? I've been collecting USB-C for a long time. I knew this was coming. I just, you know.
1: And how long has lightning been around? Like 12, 13 years? Yeah. Yeah,
0: it was time. It was. I time. mean,
1: it's not like they just introduced it last year and said, "Up, oh, just yeah. just kidding."
0: I mean, I love the fact that Lightning, like USB C, it's not like USB A. You can put it in, right? And you don't have to worry about flipping it, and it just, you know, yeah. you can't screw it up. You just can't yep. screw it up. But there's so many times where people get confused with Lightning versus Mini USB, and you know, it's just like, oh come on, can we just have one single thing that fits all the damn things? So oh, when I, when I go
1: on it. vacation, I have my lightning connector for my phone and my, my phone, the watch, earpo- uh, AirPods. Then I have the micro USB for my Kindle. Yep. And I have so the, many cables. U- yeah, USB-C for my iPad. And now what I have to make sure I do is in the future when I buy those, um, those outlet extenders, mm-hmm. that they have more USB-C mm-hmm. than A. Because exactly. the ones that I have usually have four A's and two
0: C's. Now yeah. I have to make
1: sure they have maybe four, four C's, C's and two, and two A's. A's.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or, or just get the little uh, anchor adapters that's what i've been doing i just i started collecting you know the cables the adapters so that i'm ready i always keep them in my purse i just you know <laughs> that's the kind of geeks we are it's like most most women have like you know tons of makeup and like you know 40 pairs of shoes no i have like 40 different cables and i don't have yeah, a I've got bag I have, bags. I have a gadget bag yeah i have <laughs> that's what i carry bags. in my purse yeah when we went i think it was before
1: i moved i said these mm-hmm. are a mess. So I got some Ziploc bags. Around. Micro USB, yeah. they're on that bag.
0: Lightning, they're on I wanna, that bag. I want to be that mom. On that bag. I want to be that chick that's like at the place where somebody's like battery died and they don't have their cable and like I'm the one. Like, yeah. I'm the one who has the cable. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Over here. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha back. Right. Yeah. I actually did do that. I was at, we were at um, some kind of, uh, it was a nerd fest of some sort. I think it was the kids' uh, science fair or something. And, you know, we're standing in line. This poor mom, like she wanted to take pictures and her phone was dying. And I'm like, I gotcha. So I whipped out my cable and, you know, we just stood there. We were kind of like tethered. She was like tethered to my purse, you know, because I was afraid she'd walk off with it because, you know, it's my cable. (laughs) But I charged her up and, you know, it was was all good. It takes a village. Yeah, (laughs) And I'm the village idiot. Uh, so and plus yeah. the anchor, so anyway, the anchor cables, cool. yeah, and the
1: anchor cables mm-hmm. go on sale a lot. So, if you don't, yes, you
0: know, so if you can't get it today,
1: next week, the week after, right, I wouldn't worry.
0: Yeah, just keep checking on them like all the time and just keep collecting them. Um, So USB-C is really cool, and the other thing that I thought was really, really cool is now you can charge. Now, you know, I live in Arizona, and batteries are kind of like a a little bit of an anxiety thing for me, Uh, so I don't know that I will be doing this, but I like the idea that you can, because I have run into situations where I wish that I could charge my phone and something else at the same time, and now you will be able to, if you happen to have an Apple Watch or AirPods, you know, your AirPods... Pro, second generation, now they have made an updated case that will have USB-C instead of lightning on the bottom to charge it. And of course, the newer Apple Watches have the the hockey puck with the uh, USB-C on the end. You can now use your iPhone 15 or Pro or Max or Ultra or Infinity. Uh, You can plug that into your iPhone and charge your Apple Watch or charge your AirPods Pro with your phone. Your phone will now be able to act as a battery pack. Now, that's interesting for for that reason, but also because it's got MagSafe. Now, I haven't read into this yet, but my theory is that you could get, and, you know, Anchor makes a good one, uh, one of those battery packs that's MagSafe, plop that on the back of there, connect that with MagSafe, and then plug in. So I'm wondering if there's going to be pass-through charging. Wouldn't that be amazing if they, I wonder if that exists yet, if they make a MagSafe is anybody listening out there? Is this thing on because because I have something to say. make me a magsafe battery pack that I can stick to my phone and then I can charge my watch and charge my airpods with and maybe maybe also make me like a daisy Deji- now yeah I'm asking for too much you can't do two so things you the want.
1: You All right. Let me see see if I understand. You want the MagSafe that you can attach to the back of your phone. Yep. But do you charge your watch or your AirPods via the phone or via the MagSafe battery?
0: Via the phone. And I want pass-through charging, pretty please. Okay. Gotcha. That's all I want for Christmas. Pass-through MagSafe charge. I don't see why you couldn't.
1: Because if the... All right. Let me talk this out. So you you were saying (laughs) that... Lisa's brain's going... (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to sometimes as you talk it out, you answer your own questions. Yeah, so yeah, totally. if I am running out of juice on my watch, and I plug it in via the USB-C port, mm-hmm. USB-C port,
0: to charge my watch. Yeah, say so if you just need to top it off because you're going right. to a concert and you yep. want your watch to be able to run. I would never right? go to a concert, but anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> who is this person? I yeah, have really. no idea
1: who you are. Just, I was just there last week. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so I'm charging my watch, and at the same time, the MagSafe would be charging the battery. Yes. So it's kind of like when, so I would think it would be like a net zero. Almost because, for example, a lot of times my iPad will be low. I'll take a battery pack, plug it into the port to charge as I'm watching a video. Mm-hmm. I end up being net zero because it you know drains I mean? as because you're it's draining,
0: it's charging, and draining right. at the same time. Right. But those those MagSafes are usually, I mean, any of those battery packs, they usually have like at least four charges on them. So you should be able to charge a phone and another accessory like AirPods or an Apple Watch at the same time. If it's yeah, I would think charging. so. Yeah, I would think and so. And even, even, well, so I should back up. Pass-through charging would mean that if you're traveling and you want to minimize the amount of crapola that you have to pack with you, pass-through charging would be the best because you would, you would take that battery pack, you'd plug it into the wall, and then you would snap it to your phone, and then you plug your watch into your phone, and then you would only have one more thing to charge, which would be your AirPods. But if they've already, you know, if you, if you cycle between them, you can basically travel with just your iPhone, your AirPods, your Apple Watch, your MagSafe charger, and its charger for the wall wart. And that's it. And everything, you would, you would basically like daisy chain them together. You'd plug the charge cord for the MagSafe into the wall. Then mm-hmm. you'd put your phone on top of the MagSafe. And then you'd plug your Apple Watch into your phone and, and go to bed. And when you wake up the next day, put your phone on. Your watch, your watch will be charged. Your phone will be charged. The MagSafe battery pack will be charged. And then the only thing you'll have to do throughout the day is like make sure that, you know, while you're traveling, then you just plug your, um, your AirPods into it. And that's all you would have to travel with. That would be like simplified. You know uh, what I mean? You should see what I travel with. I Especially know. Especially on, <laughs> like, on
1: cruises. Because like we said earlier, yeah. the cables for the phone and mm-hmm. the watch and yeah. the
0: pods and the Kindle. That's what's in my makeup. And, then, <laughs> and then on Tom's side, you know, his Kindle yeah. and uh-huh. his phone. Yeah. Now add two kids and a dog to it. And a mother-in-law. Yeah. (laughs) So yes, we have thought about these things. These these see you. This is why you need to listen to your mother. If you listen to your mother, good things will happen, and we can all have nice things. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So something else I liked, and I,
1: I don't have this because I have an iPhone 13, is I thought the Dynamic Island was interesting.
0: Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. I can't you know, wait for, for that.
1: things like, um, I know when I go to the airport, my watch will just automatically pop up with my boarding pass. Or when I'm going to a concert, it will automatically pop up with my ticket or a baseball game. It just pops up with the ticket. So that would be nice to have that on the phone, too, because even though I have used my watch to get in to, to various events, it's just easier on um, the phone. Yeah, I think so, too. And that's nice.
0: That's nice to know. Is my plane running late? Is it on time? Yeah, that's been a feature since the iPhone 14. But you had to go up a trim level to the Pro to get it. Now it's standard. It's a standard feature across all trims. Uh, So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I've been wanting that for a while. But I wasn't, at the time, willing to upgrade to the Pro just to get it. Now it's going to be standard and I'll really like um, that. I'm thinking about
1: getting the pro next time whenever
0: that next time happens to be if for
1: no other reason my eyes are getting older yeah, well and you wouldn't necessarily need the pro
0: but the plus the plus size yeah is the six the six point right. seven versus six point one yeah yeah and that's oh god it's so hard to keep up with these things So now it's the it's the the regular size and then it's the plus size and then it's the pro in the smaller and larger it's the pro in the just the pro size and then the pro max, so the pro Max is is the big the big daddy that's that's the big one um, that's the ridiculous one <laughs> It's ridiculous sized uh supersized so uh I want to skip around a little bit. I want to go back to the the watch now, I did just get an apple watch eight. I'm very happy with it uh, I'm not in any hurry to get the apple watch nine uh however, and I guess now. We'll have to find out. So one of the things I wrote down was the uh, Siri health queries. It's cute. It rhymes. Siri health queries, meaning like you can raise your wrist and say, log my medication or track your period or how much do I weigh. Uh, And that is going to be, I wonder if that's going to be an iOS 17 feature. And I wonder, I have to dig in there and see which of the, is that only with the new SIP that comes with the Apple Watch 9? I wonder if that's a SIP uh if that's you can only get it with that chip or that you know that hardware if is it hardware dependent for the siri health queries i'm guessing a lot of the stuff they talked about was specifically apple watch 9 i will be pleasantly surprised if i could do siri health queries with my apple watch 8 because that that would be really really nice um, the other thing I wrote down was that it's brighter, which is nicer for outside because we know out here in Arizona, it's very, very sunny, and that's definitely a struggle. Um, and then the only other thing for the um, for the Series 9 that got my attention was the gestures, the wrist raise, uh, the double tap gesture. If we can it. get it to work. I know. So, so this is the thing. So just before Lisa and I started recording, we were messing around with the accessibility. So for listeners who are, who are playing along, uh, what I want you to do is, you know, if you have an Apple Watch, say Series 8 or below, because I don't know how far back this feature goes. But if you go into the Apple Watch app and then you go to accessibility and then you scroll down and you go to there's a a section called motor and in it has quick actions assistive touch side button click speed touch accommodations auto answers calls so if you go into so quick action says when prompted double pinch to perform the quick action and i have that checked as on the appearance is full i don't quite know all of what that means I think you found a YouTube video. If it's helpful, we'll link to that in the show notes. But we're, this is something else we want to explore. So maybe next episode, we'll, we'll dive deeper into this along with Apple ID stuff. Um, but I do want to delve into this because I remembered that this is a feature. I remember stumbling across it. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I started to play with it. And then I got distracted, big surprise, and I just never went back to it. But it is something that I want to learn how to do because it does seem like it is available. Um, but maybe not I, I'm trying to figure out what the difference is between what they featured in the double tap gesture that is seemingly built to the to the series nine watch. But it looks like we have some other kinds of accessibility features. Maybe maybe what it is is maybe it's like a setting that you can get into that you don't have to dig into the accessibilities to get to. I'm not sure yet. But that'll be we'll we'll see that in the next operating system. I guess it'll be watch OS ten. Um, But anyway, so in watchOS 9, you can go into accessibility, look for the motor section, and then go to uh, quick actions and check that out. And then there's assistive touch, turn that on. And then here's where we were playing around with was the input section. It says hand gestures, and we turn that on. And then underneath there, you can customize gestures. So for example, if you pinch your forefinger and your thumb together, you can make it Go forwards. If you double pinch, you can make it go backwards. I mean, there's a whole list of things you can choose from. This is what I've decided to play around with. Uh, pinch is forwards. Double pinch is backwards. Clench is tap, and double clench is action menu. And I messed around with it. and I was actually able to just with my left hand. I, I and look. I'm talk, See, I'm Italian. I'm talking with my hands, and mm-hmm. this is why. This is why I turned it off. <laughs> this could be dangerous. <laughs> so if you get a text from me. <laughs> <laughs> 'Cause I was actually able to text Elisa using just my left hand and the gestures to navigate my watch with one hand and then use and then use Siri to speak into it and actually text her. So that was that was fun. Um it's just very confusing right now. But anyway, I would encourage everybody to go and just mess around with that. And like I said, turn it off if it's gonna screw you up, but but see what's in there because there is oh here's the oh I didn't look at this activation gesture. That's why it was messing me up because I have the activation gesture set to be double pinch. So maybe what it should be is double clench. I don't know. Try it. Anyway, uh, check that out and and go see what you can do with that because, you know, maybe if you're not ready to, if you just like me, you just got an eight and you don't want to get a nine, but you like that feature, maybe maybe you can make it work for you. So that'll be something we can explore later. Um, I also noticed that there was a product red for the Apple Watch, but there was no product red, unless they just didn't feature it. Maybe it exists on the website. I haven't looked yet. Is there a product red? Because you normally, if you're going to upgrade, you get a product product red. Is there yeah, a product red for um, either one of them? I didn't see I, um, anything about it.
1: They, well, they have the pastels for the 15. So let me right. click on the 15. Okay, the 15 is pastels.
0: The 15 plus. Plus is a pest. Yeah, the pros are when they get into titanium, and those are the darker. Yeah, and that looked like what was it? Blue, green, black. No, no it was. Uh, it was just black, silver, like a lighter silver, and
1: it's actually blue.
0: not. Sh- why is this not showing? It's the titanium colors. It's the emo colors. This isn't showing the pro. Let the pro. Me... The pro is the emo colors, and the regular fifteen is the Barbie cool. colors. Oh, there's the pro. Okay.
1: No, the, no. when I'm looking at this, okay, this one is t- 15 Pro Titanium. Yeah, I didn't uh, see a product red on either one of them. Look, view pricing. Is that the first time? Normally like it, they're together and it yeah. wasn't together. Okay, so yeah. 15 Pro. Normally color, it shows up when you're going to purchase. Yeah, the color is mm-hmm. titanium, blue titanium, white titanium, and black titanium. And the Pro Max is the same.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, those are the emo colors. So, yeah, there's no no red.
0: I'm so disappointed that there wasn't an aubergine. But I'm going to get a case and put it on there anyway. But these so. bigger
1: phones, the 15 Pro and Pro Max, the small storage is
0: 256, and it goes up to a terabyte. Right. Right. Whereas you'd have to pay extra to get to go up to 256, because I think the, the 15s start at 128, don't they? Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to pay the extra, you might as well just... Pay a little bit more. Yeah, but that one
1: terabyte phone is $15.99. I mean, yeah. that's a that's a computer.
0: Yeah, that's not a phone anymore. <laughs> None of computer. them are really. I mean, they're cameras that make phone calls, come on. But yeah, those are like cinematic machines. Like those are like movie producer, yeah. Those are for, for movie students and major content creators. Well, and- I
1: know my cousin's been waiting to buy a phone. Mm -hmm. And he's just been waiting for the announcements. He texts me last night, and he says, "I'm getting the Pro Max." Mm -hmm. I said, said, "Take my money." (laughs) I said, "Really? Do you really need all that?" Yeah. And he said, "Well, maybe not. I'll I'll have to look at all my options." I mean, the fifteen the fifteen would be too small for him, Mm -hmm. but I think a fifteen plus might be might work.
0: Yeah, I think it it depends on what you do with it and what you want to do with it. Because for too many times, I have wanted to do more, but then I was limited because I just. I ended up getting, you know, the lower end because I couldn't afford it. And this year, I want to maybe spend just a little bit more and maybe treat myself, and then maybe I will do more with it. I don't know. And if I don't, then I'll just go back to getting, you know, the regular one. I haven't quite decided yet, but I'm leaning towards getting a pro. I don't
1: so don't we, um, we will
0: see. Okay. So talking about the iPhone, I did want to. I, I posted about this, and we'll see what kind of what kind of traction I get on it, but. I am very concerned about that action button. Now, now tell me, is the action button on the, on the regular 15 or is it only on the Pro? Because I kind of think it might be. You know, be. I'm not even... Um, that's
1: what I was been looking for because I couldn't remember the name of it. And yeah, I'm not even seeing it button. on the webpage.
0: I wonder, because they did demonstrate... Oh, well, let me see. No. I'm not um, even, not even it, seeing it here. So on the iPhone 15 does look like it is an action button i believe i think it's on all of them because that does not look like a mute switch to me i think if they were going to showcase the mute switch i would hope now i don't know looking at that picture it may or may not be here let me take a screenshot of it and i'll show you what i'm looking at because i know it's on the pro but here let me put this in the text in the chat and take a look at what i'm looking at here Now you tell me when you see that, does that look like the mute? Because it could be still a mute switch. It's still a mute. My understanding is it's still a mute Uh or you can go into
1: the settings and change it to whatever you want. Well, for the action button, but I'm talking
0: about the physical hardware button on the iPhone 15, not the Pro. I'm not entirely sure that it's an action button. It could still be. You know, I'm not seeing
1: anything on the website about this. I'm like searching right now under comparing the iPhones and maybe I'm missing it, Uh, but I'm not seeing Shop iPhone. Because
0: it could kind of make sense if they only have the action button. Okay, okay, I found it. It might only be on the Pro.
1: The iPhone 15. Where'd it go?
0: Yeah, I'm looking at Mac rumors.
1: Where'd it go? I just saw the all Where'd new it action button
0: replaces the single function switch. So okay, it's, here, it's a button, it not is. a switch. Okay. The
1: 15, it's a ring silence switch. Ah. On the 15 Pro and Pro Max, it's called an action button. Right. But so my understanding is on the 15, you can, But it's a button on the Pro. That you can still use it as a mute button. Yes, now, you
0: can. You can. But here's the beef that I have with it because with the switch, at least it has that little red line. Yeah, lets people and I'm talking about vintage people here that lets people know that their phone is in silent mode with that little red line. Now, again, we're talking about vintage people, so they might not be able to see it. I just know that that has always been a big, big struggle for people in my orbit who struggle with that damn mute switch. They don't understand that they have to flick it back to disengage it. They, they just, I mean, it's a simple little toggle, but either they don't have fingernails or they don't have the finger dexterity or they forget or they can't see it because it's not bright enough. And God forbid, if they have a red, if they have a, a product red phone, guess what color the mute indicator is? It's also red. Do you really think you can tell when you have it on or off on a red phone? You can't. I know because I've seen it. <laughs> and so then, you know, what ends up happening is that the mute switch is always a problem because... Because of what I just outlined, they they don't see it, they don't understand it, or they forget, and so what ends up happening is their phone is on mute, and their adult children are trying to call them and like, ma, why aren't you answering the phone? Or like, dad, your your phone's on mute. You got like, I just happened to my dad too. Thankfully, has to have a watch now because he has done that. He's left his phone on mute, and then the only way he knew I was calling him was because his, his watch was ringing because he didn't know how to turn the mute on on the watch. Again, it's the mute switch is like kind of a, a pitfall in my experience. In my experience with working with with clients and with family members and with other people's family members, the mute switch is a is kind of a it's it's a problem. And so now, with if you start having people getting the iPhone Pro model. Never mind the switch on on the regular phone. You're still going to have those same existing issues. Now you've got a button that is by default set to be the mute, and you've got people pressing it or putting it in their pocket. And as they shove it in their pocket, they're holding on to it a little bit too long, and it's getting engaged, and they don't even know because there's no visual indicator at all that lets them know that their phone is in mute mode. The only time you know is if you when you when you flick the switch at least. It tells you briefly, right? I mean, if I have it muted... It comes up silent mode. It comes up silent mode, but then it goes away, right? So you have to look at the side of the phone to visually see the indicator that it's been silenced. Other than that, like if I have been in silent mode, when I look at my phone, there's nothing on my lock screen. Let me see if there's anything. There's there's nothing on my lock screen that tells me that my phone is muted, There's nothing when I unlock it that tells me that my phone is muted. There's no visual indicator in the software that tells me that my phone is muted. Now, they finally added when you put it in Do Not Disturb, they finally made it so that when you swipe down into the control center, you can see the moon, but you have to know what control center is and you have to know how to get to control center. Other than that, again, there's nothing that indicates that your phone is in Do Not Disturb. You could have... A person who lives alone and they're 80 years old, and they have an iPhone and that's their only phone, and they could have their phone muted, and in a, in do not disturb, and they'll never hear the phone ring, and their you know their their kids will be worried about them, and that's that's what bugs me. And then you have the iPhone Pro, and you have really nice kids who are like, here, ma, here, dad, here's here's an iPhone Pro because I love you so much and I want you to have the very very best. And they don't educate them that this button here. When you press and hold it by accident or on purpose, it will mute your phone. You know, you're back to the same problem again. So I don't know what the solution is. All I know is that it's a problem and it needs to be solved and it bugs me. And that's (laughs) – I'm done, I think, for now. Okay.
1: (laughs) So (laughs) one thing that I think is important with iPhone 15, with all the models, is they have – emergency you get roadside assistance. Yeah, that's a nice feature. Yeah. So it'll say you start a text to roadside assistance and you, it'll say what do you need assistance with? You were locked out or you have no fuel or your battery died, you have a flat tire, your vehicle won't start or it's stuck. And then you can start a text conversation even when you have no service. So it's like the um with the watch how it bounces off the satellites. So it will give you and it says it will connect you to a AAA A roadside assistance provider, even if you don't have a membership, which I happen to have one, uh, but it's included for free for the first two years that you have your iPhone.
0: Right. And I have that service. The only part that's different is I have USAA for my car insurance. I can do all of that stuff. The only thing that's different is I won't get that if I don't have a signal. So that's yeah. This this SOS feature is really attractive because I like I told you about in our road trip. There's a whole lot of nothing between here and New Mexico, <laughs> and there's a whole lot of no signal going on. So well, I, I we do had that get when scared. we go
1: north and you drive through the mountains. Mm-hmm. Forget it. Yeah, you know, a number of years ago, an older couple died because yeah. they they. They slid off the road during a snowstorm. They were both alive, but they had no signal on their cell phones. They ended
0: up freezing to death
1: because they couldn't reach anybody.
0: Yeah, that's why this is necessary. Um, When we were going on our trip, I I was telling you about it last, last episode, but one of the things, I don't remember if I told you not, is so my husband's family over the years had hosted a lot of... Um, foreign exchange students, and he would tell me that every time they drove out this way, like when they were going to go on a trip or uh, anytime they had to go out Route 66, like I-40, where there's a whole lot of nothing, he said that the kids would stare at their feet a lot because they had never seen such, you know, they're from foreign countries where things are a lot, you know, more densely populated and and that sort of thing. Not a lot of open space like we have in Texas. And uh, they would look at their feet a lot because it's very intimidating when you look out into the desert and there's just nothing. There's just nothing. It's like it's, it would be the equivalent of if you were on in a canoe out in the middle of the ocean and all you could see for miles was just ocean. You know, that's what it's kind of like if if your car breaks down and you're out there in the middle of nowhere. It's it's scary, you know. And so that is just it's a it's a risk. It's a risk that you take. You, you got to be prepared. You got to have water. You know, you got to be prepared to walk several miles to the nearest whatever gas station if you can. I mean, there are some gas stations, but there, there are big patches for miles where there's a whole lot of nothing. So it can be very daunting, especially if you don't know that there is a gas station, you know, in the next five miles, which you could walk in the desert. It, it'd be tough and you'd have to be really careful and make sure that you have water in you but you know it can be done you just you want to try to avoid it at all costs so having that SOS is definitely kind of like yeah next time we go on a trip I'll I'll, I'll have a little bit less anxiety about that so anything else you want to mention uh, yeah, I have- I'm looking at my notes real quick here I did get through most of them uh, let's see yeah I got it yeah the action button thing Uh so Stand by. What did I work? why did I write that? But stand by Standby for workouts. I don't remember. I wrote that down for some reason, but I don't remember what it was for. Stand by for workouts. And then let me look at my notes here real quick. I think we got through everything. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, this so, time we just kind of meandered around, and we just kind of yeah. cherry picked it. Yeah, everybody else is going through the motions and like going through all the the features and specs and everything, and. We just thought, eh, we'll do it a little differently this time. So we yeah. hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. I
1: do want to mention, though, that uh, I found this article today, and we'll put it in the show notes, that Apple confirms Mac OS Sonoma release date, and that is going to be September 26th.
0: Oh, wow. So we get and new iPhones it, and then Sonoma
1: also. Yeah. On top. Cool. So that is good for iMacs 2019 and later, iMac Pro 2017, Mac Pro 2019 and later, Mac Studio, 2022 and later, MacBook Air, MacBook Pro, and Mac Mini, 2018 and later. So we'll get Sonoma, and I am going to upgrade. I skipped. Oh, you still haven't done Ventura, huh? Ventura, yeah, I skipped that one, but I will upgrade to Sonoma. Oh, cool. And then the other thing that was mentioned after um, the event is iCloud Plus storage capacities have been expanded to 12 Ah, uh,
0: yes, I do have a screenshot for that. They did mention it during the event, but it was a very quick Oh, that's right. Screenshot. They did. They yeah, did. Yeah. I think that was when I was like waking up yeah. from my nap. <laughs> yeah, uh, they added six terabytes <laughs> and 12 terabytes. You know what's funny, yeah. though? I still shake my fist at that. You know why? Because I wish there was a one terabyte. They that's go from what, 500 to 200. Yes, to that terabytes. is what I have been saying, too. It's like yep.
1: that's too big of a jump. But yeah. as I'm looking at this, there's 50 gig for 99 cents, which is what I have my husband on to back up his phone. Mm-hmm. Two hundred, which is what I pay for every month for two hundred ninety nine then it jumps up to ten ninety nine for two terabytes twenty nine ninety nine for six terabytes, and oh. fifty nine ninety nine for twelve terabytes Wow now, my feeling is mm. and this is just my my personal opinion is that if you are just using this for backup, no family sharing you 're just using it for backup. Don't pay fifty nine ninety nine a month. Go to Backblaze. Go, put it on a on a hard, an external hard drive. Mm-hmm. That's
0: crazy. Fifty nine ninety nine. How are you using Backblaze to back up your iPhone, though? True, true. I mean, I mean I'm thinking there's more way to in to terms do it. Of, like of your Mac. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you.
1: Well, well, actually, but this you covers can. like everything. Actually, you can, because mm-hmm. what I do is I back up my phone to iMazing. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. If and then the iMazing enough. back. Yeah. The iMazing. Yeah. Well, I don't do it as often as I should, but I always, always, without fail, back up my iPhone and my iPad to iMazing when I'm going up a full point
0: mm-hmm. or I
1: mean, I'm full, full level. So when I go from 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, etc., I always do a full backup.
0: Yeah, do the iCloud backup
1: and the iAmazing backup. I
0: think they're definitely targeting the people who are getting like with the the six terabyte and the twelve terabyte. I mean, they had to do it right because they're 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 putting out a cinema, you know, movie making machine type phone in, in the ridiculous one in the Pro Max. I mean, I'm joking when I say ridiculous, but that's for creatives. That's for people who are that is their camera, right? And they're shooting raw. And all this stuff, and and that's their production machine, basically. So you're going to have to offer bigger iCloud storage because of all the all the files and all the, the just the sheer file sizes of the 4K and 6K and you know 32K video or whatever they're going to be making. You've got to offer a bigger a bitter a bigger slice of the cloud. So that's that's what those two. But are, that's seven hundred twenty dollars yeah. a year. Yeah. Well, if you're making movies, then it probably pays for itself. Like, <laughs> so. Yeah. Well. Okay. I mean, like, yeah, these That's these not devices, for us. They, not for us. But I know what it's like to have a device that butters your bread. You know, I can justify the cost of it because it's what helps me support my family. So, I mean, it, it, it's like any more of these things are not so much a luxury, but it's like a car. I mean, back there was back in the day, they thought a car was was a luxury. Well, now a car is a necessity. Depending on where you live, you need a car to be able to get to your job, and you need an iPhone. You need a Maybe you don't need an iPhone, but you need a smartphone to be able to do the things that we do in modern life. And it's kind of, you know, it's, it's a necessity for, for me to work in the type of job that I do. It needs to be an iPhone. I can't be helping people if I have an Android, you know, at least not the people that I really want to help with that kind of stuff, because that gets really confusing. <laughs> I couldn't. That's that's a whole other world. That, yeah. So, Melissa, if you
1: people want to be like our friend Clive Hammett. And get yes. in touch with us. How would they do so? Yes. Be like Clive, please. Be like <laughs> Clive.
0: <laughs> we have a variety of ways. You can go right to our website. Where you'll see the show notes for this this episode at com. There's a contact tab. You can click that and get to us. Uh, we have email. You can email us at podcast at com. Uh, please send us your questions, your comments. You can even send us an audio, and then we could play it on the show. You know, if you mm-hmm. don't want to, if you're driving your car and you just want to record a voice memo, email it to us. Send it to yeah. us that way. Or you can be like Clive, and you can hit us up over on Mastodon. at uh, least you can tell us where you can follow us on Mastodon and all the other socials. Yeah. On Mastodon, Melissa's at the
1: Mac Mommy at mastodon.cloud. I am at sensei dai at mastodon.social. Geeky Show Ever is at Geeky Show Ever at TechHub.social. Twitter, we are at geekiest Show. I am at Alisa Paselli One. Melissa is at the Mac Mommy. And she can also be reached at themacmommy.com and also her link tree, which we will put in the show notes, to find everywhere the <laughs> Mac Mommy can be found. And she can be found everywhere. I'm spread a I'm spread a little <laughs> thin there. <laughs> So we want to thank you so much for listening. We will be back in a couple of weeks. And until then, please stay safe.